Welcome to Married to Portuguese. On each episode, my English-Irish husband, Bob, and I discuss and laugh about our life and adventures in the Portuguese culture. Good afternoon. Bom dia. Bom dia. Bom dia. Maybe that's the opening we have from now on. Oh. Bom dia, everyone. <laughs> no? But you say it better than I do. <laughs> well, you have to keep practicing, Bob. You have to keep practicing. That is your, your goal. That is that is his goal for the year is to, you know. Yes. I'm reading a book right now off of the special app, and there are settings. So the book is in English, but you can hit settings. So every, like, 20th word or so they put into Portuguese just to get you used to See. the words. And yeah. when you don't know what the word is, you just touch it, and then it gives you the translation at the bottom, and you can hear the translation as well. Interesting. You know what's really confusing? What's that? Is the translation sound nothing like the way you pronounced? Oh, okay. Here we go. We're going down that road. I'm not making it. Are we going down that road? Well, you know, the whole thing is, is, and I always apologize. I always apologize to everybody. The Portuguese language for me, um, well, first of all, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful language. It sounds beautiful. The only thing I can say is that you know, I didn't go to school in Portugal for it. I didn't, I, the Portuguese that I know is from home. You learned it in the street. I learned it in the streets. Okay. <laughs> Rough and tough streets. Yeah. Yeah. Own uh, it. Yes, I, I do own it. But I, whenever I speak to someone who is very eloquent and like proper with our, with our language. Which is what I aspire to be. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, I always apologize. I always apologize. I'm always like, I am so sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I pronounce something incorrectly, please correct me. So I'm always very open to that because I know that, um, the language is beautiful and I, um, yeah. And I, I know I don't know the specific conjugating of verbs and stuff like that, that I mess up. And a lot of it is slang. So, so I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. I'm I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's just not helping me. It's not helping me. So when you ask me something, I'll say the word and you'll be like, no, Maria, that's... Well, yesterday the, the word was Moliere. Moliere. Yeah, Moliere. Well, the way I read it and the way I hear it and the way you say it, aren't, and that's not to say that you're saying it wrong. I may be hearing it in my head wrong. I... Oh, so the problem is it me. Oh, we haven't ruled that out. <laughs> We have not ruled that out. The segue from this. Oh, yes, yes. Hundreds of people are writing, Julie. Hundreds. Asking. Asking. I don't, I don't, don't mock. That's not <laughs> nice. Okay. About our children. Yes. Like, did we teach them Portuguese? Yes. If they're Portuguese and English, Irish, how do they identify and all that? So. No, they don't speak. They don't language. They don't they speak English language. They don't. Yes, speak. they don't speak language. Portuguese. Um, you know, once again, my um, I think I've mentioned this before. You know, my two sisters married two brothers, and my parents were alive at the time, and all of my nieces and nephews grew up in a home that they spoke Portuguese in. And then they were around my parents all the time, and my parents would speak Portuguese. So they 
uh, picked up the language. Um, again, this is something where, you know, they can understand it. They can speak some words, no problem, but they understand it. Your nieces and nephews. My nieces and nephews. But then, um, you know, there's uh, almost a, what, a age difference from my sisters and I, almost a 10-year difference between my older sisters and myself. So, when, and when I got married, um, when we got married, and, you know, he doesn't speak Portuguese, so our home became at home. We were speaking English, and then with my family and my parents and all this, I spoke Portuguese. And then we started having our children, and Erica, our oldest, is the only one who really, up until, what, eight years old, eight, nine years old, was around mm. the Portuguese language of, you know, having my parents around them and all that. But then when our girls, our twins were born, uh, we were we were living in our own home. We weren't living in the apartment above my parents. And um, it was just English at home. And my parents now were getting older, and then they passed away not too long after. So they were not as immersed yeah. in it as my nieces and nephews. And but I, I get help for it all the time from my family in the Azores. You didn't know what word to say there. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but uh, it, uh, you know we're trying to keep it. Yeah, family they, rated. Yeah, they they do tell me like I was a bad mom for not teaching them Portuguese. And this is particularly the relatives not in the U.S. The relatives in the, in yes. Back in the motherland. Yes, yes. So I, I do get that. I do get they that. They get a valid point. They do. I mean, they do and they don't. Because as I said to them, I always tell them, at home, I'm not speaking Portuguese. You wouldn't understand the language. So it was always English. And then to be around my parents, yes, they'd hear it. But then when they passed, it would be sometimes several months before... I would be speaking Portuguese to anyone. And we weren't involved in all of this until the girls were in middle school or high school. Correct. By then, they weren't hanging around with us. So we, no. we went to Portuguese events. No, they weren't hanging around they with us. That we weren't. No. But how they identify themselves? Well, they all have. They're all dual citizens. That's good. They are all dual citizens. And they did it on their own. They... It wasn't like I said to them, you've got to be a dual citizen. You are, da, da. even though they grew up hearing from me, you are half Portuguese. Don't ever forget who you are and where you came from. That was always a thing to them. And they, it, it was a very proud moment for me. I'm going to start crying now <laughs> because they were like, yeah, we want to be, we want to take that that citizenship we want to have that dual citizenship and so to me it was like oh okay all right that's you know and then that means my my grandchildren will be you know it'll continue they'll always have that knowing where they came from where half of their their dna came from and that to me is like beyond special beyond special right and i didn't grow up with any particular uh, traditions handed down from English or Irish uh, ancestors, because I'm at the minimum two generations away yeah. on one side and three or four on the on the Irish side. Yeah. 
So there were no traditions that I was going to pass down on. But, you know, between them to you, it's one generation away from family traditions. And quite frankly, you still have family that's living the traditions on a daily basis back in the Azores. You just hop on a plane and you're back there. And I'm back home. Yeah. So, you know, we're not trying to preserve the, well, got to be careful how I word this. We're trying, we don't have to preserve the culture because the culture is there. We're trying to preserve their connection to the culture, right? That's kind of the difference. That is. Save that connection. Yes, because it's an important connection. And for me, when I speak to people who are second, third, fourth generation, and they say, and some people have never been back, but they still feel that connection to their ancestors. I am blown away by that. I, I'm i like, oh, I love it. I just love it how that's still like in there. You know, it's it's in our DNA. It, it cannot, you cannot escape it. You cannot, you can run, you can run, as, but you can't hide. This is, it's in you. It's in you. And uh, so I, I, I love, I love hearing that. And that's what I hope will continue once I am long gone, is that my daughters will continue in that, because they they love, they love going there. Yeah, I mean, I they think love it. at the least, I think they will, uh, one of the three, I don't know who, but at least one of the three will probably uh, maintain that connection and want to go back mm-hmm. to the Azores and visit. I think all three, baby. Yeah, but it'd be nice if at least one did. <laughs> They're I'm all... shooting for all three. Do you I hear know, me? Saying, but it's, we, <laughs> we can get one that's interested. And, you know, all three love to cook. So They do. You know, I think when they have more time, when they're not raising babies and... Uh, Growing their career. Career, just yeah. like we were when we were yes. their age. We just didn't have time to... You're absolutely right. ...to, to do that. So You're absolutely right. They'll be there. But the challenge is going to be... Connecting to a community. You know, mm-hmm. they could do the individual stuff in their households, but staying connected to a community. That's why I think, um, like, what we see happening with the uh, uh, the feast there at Madeira Field. Madeira Feast. You know, the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. Such an amazing community of people. And, you know, it's what uh, John and Steve were saying. You know, they're third generation organizers. It was their grandparents, their parents, and now them, and their cousins are all involved. And, you know, the community is active. Yeah, right there, and you know yeah. that needs to be preserved. And good heavens, I mean, the I think the feast gets bigger every year, which is it, hard, it, it's incredible. Hard, hard to believe, it's incredible. You know, but in the meantime, if we can support the artisans that we're meeting on our show, and yeah. you know, the restaurants and the markets, and that's that's a great way to keep it. That's keep a it going. Great way to keep it going, and um, and that's it. That's it. That's it. For some people who are third and fourth or had never even, they knew, like, you know, the fourth generation, you know, they knew someone came from somewhere in Portugal. And now they've reached that age. Like you said, when you're younger and you're, you have a young family and you're busy with work and you're busy with life, you don't have time to sit down and go, oh, let me, let me go through my, you know, whatever and do that. But for those that I hear who are younger and are making it a, they're, they're like, we're going to 
find out who I am, where I came from, where my family came from, because for them it is so important to to know that. I, I think it's, I just, I just love it. I just love it. And that's why I don't think it will ever, it'll just keep going. And I think if more people kind of raise that flag of, you know, this is who we are and we need to be proud of who we are, whatever that is, um, it's so important to never forget who you are and where you came, came from. Yeah, but I mean, it, regardless whether it's Portuguese or Italian or French or Chinese, it, it needs to be, it needs to be accessible. Yes. Right. And I think that's where the show was so important. Yeah. Maria's Portuguese Table, season two now. <laughs> um, because it just, it exposes the culture and the people and the traditions yeah. and the food and that's great. And, you know, it's not, I mean, the population of Portugal now is like the same as size as Massachusetts or, or something like that. It's not a big culture. Yeah. And certainly the, the biggest outpost would be Brazil. They've got their own culture. Correct. Correct. So it's hard to learn about Portugal, the Portuguese. The more you read about it, the more I read about it, the more fascinating right. it is. And, and you know what's uh, in all that, I've had some people say, you know, it's such a small country. There weren't that many of us. Who said that? That's so incorrect. We are a small country, but there are many of us throughout the whole world. Every continent has Portuguese people because of our colonies, right. the colonies that we had. So we have people who are of Portuguese descent everywhere, everywhere. There are more people that are Portuguese outside of Portugal than there are inside of Portugal. Yeah, but I think a lot of the people who went to the different countries very quickly, within like a generation or two, um, assimilate. Assimilated. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Assimilated in. Yes. And makes the, the communities harder to find. We see it happening here in our own community. Mm. You know, look what we witnessed in Provincetown. The community's gotten smaller. So much smaller. Right. And uh, I mean, we were looking at communities throughout the U.S. because now we've got season two going out and uh, all the PBS stations throughout the U.S. And, you know, the top 20 states that have the most Portuguese uh, ancestry in it. And, you know, you look through and you're like, you know, yeah, I know Massachusetts, California, Rhode Island. You know, you go through all of the New England states and California, which is huge. Then you've got Hawaii. Then you've got upstate uh, Washington. And then you've got, I mean, um, yeah, Washington State. And then you've got uh, Idaho. And then you've got like Texas and you've got Arizona and you've got Florida and you've got like all of these other places that the Carolinas, I mean, there are places that you would think, nah, we've got no Portuguese there, but we are. We're throughout the whole U.S. too. So it's... we need to help those communities thrive. Yes. We need to help those communities. Yes, yes, yes. And build that community. You're right. We should send them care packages. <laughs> Some Maria biscuits and... <laughs> We've just started a whole new idea here. Yep. But we're going back to our children. Our children see themselves... I know they, they see themselves as Portuguese, mm -hmm. but they are. They also see themselves as English-Irish. They do. Well, they do. Sure. You know, so they are a wonderful mix. They are that mix. Definitely. Yeah. And um, and I, I don't think they see themselves more Portuguese than they see themselves English-Irish. 
Oh, you I see do. that? Yes. You do? Oh, yeah. I think they identify as Portuguese first, and yeah, they've been <laughs> brainwashed. <laughs> well, you know, it is half Portuguese, and then it's, you know, you're half-half. This is why they're brainwashed. <laughs> this is why they're brainwashed. So. This is probably a good place to end it while I'm yes. feeling up about myself. <laughs> All right, folks. Oh, we're, ha- we're having some what? Espresso. Espressos. Oh, great. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yummy. Mm. Oh, and I love the little rooster, too. It's so cute. Oh, sure. Buffer. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, and we'd love to hear your ideas for topics. Ciao.